0: Kevin Clifton from the Burn the Floor production is heading to uh, the Churchill Theatre on Sunday, the 6th of February. Welcome to the Bromley Buzz.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited.
0: Not as excited as we are, I
2: suppose. I know, (laughs) uh, hometown.
0: Yeah, we're, we're both fans anyway, and uh, especially Zena, so I'm handing over
2: questions. You're going to hand you. it over to me then. So, um, okay. yeah, I, you know, there's so many questions I want to ask you. But first of all, why don't you tell us a little a bit about the show itself?
1: So Burn the Floor, um, originally it started, um, it's nearly 25 years ago now. Um, it actually came to be, it was at um, Elton John's birthday party um I'm not sure which like a 50th or something like that and he um he decided that he wanted to have some ballroom dancers at his birthday party and um this was sort of before Strictly Come Dancing so it wasn't like a sort of a big fashionable thing to have ballroom dancers around at the time but he wanted a load of ballroom dancers and um there's never really been anything like that at that point Uh, everything in the ballroom world was about competitions um Mm -hmm. or and, and there wasn't any sort of theater for, for ballroom. Um, so it didn't really exist. So um, someone just grabbed a load of sort of ballroom competitors, got them in a room and said, do you want to put something together? Put, put a few numbers together and you can perform at Elton John's birthday. So these dancers went there and it apparently it went down such a storm, like everyone loved it, mm. that a producer went, there's definitely something in this. Uh, we, should, we should get this and put them on stage and make a show out of it. Um, so they put them in rehearsals and that show became Burn the Floor. And it's sort of in the beginning, it was it was this massive, great, big production um, that toured around and it was really successful. And I remember when, when I was when I was younger, I had like the VHS video of it that I used to watch. All the time.
2: <laughs> <VHS's>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm showing my age. And then um, one of the one of the main dancers, um, a, a couple called Jason Gilkiston and Peter Roby from uh, from Australia. Um, they decided to sort of take it on um, and take it further and, and create a new show.
0: Mm. And they
1: stripped right back and went like, why don't we create the sort of edgiest thing that we can and really push the choreography and use uh, influences from different styles of dance and, and that kind of thing and made a new show out of it. And then since then, it's been a it's been a dance company that's been sort of, the show has been evolving and evolving uh, throughout the years. And um, I joined in 2008 when, sort of giving up the competition world Uh, I didn't have any love for the competition world anymore and I didn't really know what to do I was actually sort of giving up dancing and um Mm -hmm. and uh, Jason and Peter said to me why don't you come out to Australia and see what we're doing over here with with burn the floor and uh I did and and that kind of saved my dance career really like I I was ready to give up but burn the floor sort of inspired Mm -hmm. me to keep going and um I joined in 2008 We've been on a real ride of like 2009 we did broadway 2010 we did west end um and we've sort of toured all over the world and then obviously with sort of strictly and things like that that kind of like took over my life in in, in different areas but i always get hooked back into burn the floor um every, every now and again to, to do another tour with them because um it's just two hours of for me the best ballroom and latin dancing in the world with with some of the most insane dancers who who have constantly striving to push the boundaries as as much as possible
2: yeah you can see that as well just looking at the documentary that I saw you you know the energy that comes off that it's just incredible and then them all being interviewed separately and how it's been such a huge part especially for yourself I mean Mm. you know from doing what you've been doing in this competitive field and then getting to the point um in 2008 where you feel like you want to give up I mean I just kind of want to go back to that because what what was it that kind of took demotivated you or where you lost the passion because I, I know on, even on the documentary you say your passion was reignited by burned the floor
1: mm. um for me because I, I grew up in the competition world and my, my parents were competitors as well so it was a real like I grew up in that world mm. um and, and my sister as well and even like my nan I think was like the the quick step <laughs> Hemel Hempstead or something Um, (laughs) it was a real sort of uh, ballroom competition family and it's sort of all I'd known and I think one factor was I got to a point where I felt like was this actually my choice to do this is this what I want to do with my life or is this or am I just following the path that like I don't know any different Mm. um and another one was in the competition world I, I got to put like me and my partner we were successful in the competition world but it got to a point where I felt like our dancing was more about ticking boxes for the judges rather than properly expressing ourselves. And mm-hmm. and I felt like I was being asked to dance in a way that like, if you want to win the competition, you have to dance like this. Um, but I wanted to dance like this, you know, and I, I wanted to express myself in different ways. And I was like, why can't I do that? And like, I guess sort of a little bit strictly ballroom the movie, I, I guess, um, just I wanted to dance in a certain way and I was being told you can't dance like that if you want to win but the way I was that they they wanted me to dance I sort of didn't feel anything and I think I just lost I think that's the word I think I'd lost the feeling for it Mm. I, I was it was all about the movement and what it what it looked like it was an aesthetic thing and and I was I wasn't enjoying it anymore I didn't feel like I was expressing anything I didn't feel like I was excited or feeling anything when I was dancing and I didn't feel like I've always been obsessed with just entertaining an audience, and, and I didn't feel like the audience were very entertained with what I was doing. Yeah, so I, you've I
2: just lost the heart in it.
1: Yeah, I just sort of and got that way. And, and, and I was like, this is, I thought this isn't for me anymore. Maybe I've just lost the passion for it.
0: Can can, can you tell us what you would have done instead? Because this is something Zina said to me earlier on. (laughs) Would you have become a really outstanding accountant or
2: something? And that's really funny because I exactly what you said, I did say Mm. before we came on for the recording, I said, you know, I wanted to ask you the question, what inspired you to become a dancer? Is it because you just fell into it because Mm. of your mom and your dad and, you know, not really knowing others? So, yeah, that's. We yeah, well,
1: it was, definitely, it was definitely my parents of, of how I fell into it. I sort of just grew up in, in a dance school, basically. Yeah. Um, I was around it all the time and I, I, I don't even know. I can't remember the first dance lesson, but apparently it was when I was about four um, and we were just me and my sister were there at the dance studio and there's a class going on in front of us and we probably had a colouring book each or something. And um, we just started joining in and copying yeah. what was going on in front of us. And that's how it started. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and I think when when I what would I have done instead uh, i I think probably I would have sought out I still probably would have eventually found performing I think but I, I probably would have sought out theater um you know sort of acting and singing um a lot earlier that, that, than I did um but yeah' what, but I, I, I just thought I was done with the whole thing. I was like, dancing isn't for me anymore. And and then I found Burn the Floor or they found me. And and it was like the first day of rehearsals. I just stood there and, and I was quite emotional watching them all dance because they, they were so passionate in their dancing. And, and, and I was just like, this is what I want to do. I want to tell stories with our dancing. Yeah.
2: And, you know, you mentioned the whole thing about the stories, having the emotions and the feelings being almost free to dance how you want and burn the floor is very much like this isn't it because i I completely agree with you that um in order to fully fulfill something you you know i mean dancing as well as you know what i do schedule anything creative it's about storytelling Mm. rather than being very prescriptive yeah a little bit more about the company itself and its dances and how they come about and how you amalgamate them
1: well, in, uh, in rehearsals, we do a lot of uh, improvisational work. So sometimes they'll just put on a song and we'll we'll sort of say, right, okay, the basis for this dance is um, rumba. So like use your sort of, the, the, the base of technique is rumba. Um, but I want you to tell the story, and it'll be at random, like our director will say, I want you to tell the story of uh like randomly pair up with someone, someone who's not your normal dance partner, anyone in the company. And, um, one of you is, um, one of you is addicted to the other person and sort of, and it's probably not a good idea. It's they you shouldn't, <laughs> you, shouldn't <laughs> you shouldn't be together. And one of you is more of a player and doesn't really care about you, but is. Happy to sort of spend some time with you. And the other one is totally addicted. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to play this song, whatever the first song that comes on on on, you know on shuffle, and use rumba, and that's the story you're going to tell. And so that just gets us to sort of be alive to the other person and aware of what story we're telling, so that we're not just doing okay. When I dance rumba, my arm goes here, my hip goes here, and my leg here, and make sure that's pointed. You know. We have to take care of those things. We still have technique classes, but um, we put a lot of emphasis on character work and and the story we're telling. And what we start to find when we build the numbers in in Burn the Floor is that even if your particular sort of storyline that we've talked about isn't involved with that person over there, you'll find that Mm -hmm. as they're coming across the stage and you're going past them, an interaction happens because you feel so alive to 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 everyone on stage. And it's just a completely different feeling. It it feels more like you're doing a play than, but we're just using dance as as the base.
2: So would you say, I mean, in your experience, that it's it's a great way to build confidence um, and self-worth in other areas? And also, um, do you find that when you're in that, you can take yourself to another place Almost that you cut off from the world of your worries,
1: your concerns, and you're just there. That's the thing, because comfort I mean, honestly, I, I've never been the most confident guy, to be honest. Um, I'm quite like I, I know, I know you're smiling, but like because I think people who have watched Strictly Come Dancing or something like that would probably assume that I might be quite sort of confident and an extrovert and, and all of those things, but I'm not really. I'm 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 quite Reserved in general, like if, if there's a, a large number of people in the room, I'm not the the party starter. I'm I'm not the sort <laughs> of person. I'm probably quite quiet in a corner. Oh. Um, but if we're but if we're talking about something I'm passionate about, like right now I'm talking to you two about burn the floor, then I sort of come alive because I'm all passionate about it. Yes. Um, but you know, I've I've always been a bit of an introvert. But the when I'm on stage, I suppose it's a bit of a cliche, but when I'm on stage, it just it does feel like a, a real safe place where sort of any parts of, of my character can can come out and, and I can just. Yeah, I feel so alive on stage and I feel at my most uh, extrovert when, when I'm on stage, I come off stage and I'm like, how did it go? Was that all right? Was that OK? Was that. <laughs> but with, with, with the practice itself of what we do with different sort of characters and, and stuff, um, I think what's brilliant is like as opposed to say in the competition world you're not trying to please loads of other people like to, to win you are, um which was a probably a nightmare for me in in this company it's more about bringing out the best qualities of you so i always felt like say if i'm competing like and it's a big sort of aesthetic thing you know if i'm stood next to some six foot two eastern european with 16 abs and you know and and looks like a statue you know i'm i'm always going to come off worse and so I, oh, look, they've got such a head start on me but it um in burn the floor it was it's like i i don't have to be that Yes. I, I can I can be me and whatever whatever qualities I bring. And then you work with different people within the company. And even if like it's it's a new person doing a role that's been done before in the show, it's not about them trying to replicate what the person before did. Yes. It's about what do they bring? What what do they bring to the table? And that and that does build confidence because I suppose inside you feel like, okay, this is my quality, this is what I can bring to the table, and this is yeah. and that's good, and that, that's what we're going to use.
2: That's fantastic also I see it as um you know whoever brings things to the table, you're then learning from each other's strengths and weaknesses mm. and helping people to shine in ways maybe they didn't have the opportunity or experience something new. Like even when you're talking about pairing up with somebody you wouldn't normally pair up with, there's gonna yeah. be so much learning within that about yourself as well as others.
1: Yeah, ex- exactly. And and we, we've got a few uh young dancers in the company this time. I think the youngest one is. 21 which makes me feel very old when i'm I'm 21 i remember
2: those days
1: (laughs) um vaguely remember those days i'm like (laughs) um but it's 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 always exciting because it's like i say it's never like okay this is how it's been done before you need to try and do this it's exciting to see okay what 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 does this kid bring to the table and and how am i going to interact with that kid Mm. as opposed to how i interacted with the person before them and like it's it's constant sort of exploration and and yeah oh, it, like, really so it's
2: that's fantastic and um, in terms of um you know the show it's got the tango and the rumba and the waltz and thing but dazzle's got a question here because oh, really? i'm passionate about the tango the rumba especially uh that's probably two dances that i've never really learned that i would love to it's kind of my passion but Darren. But, yes. proving
0: my credentials as a watcher is strictly, uh, I was always absolutely impressed with your Passos, uh, I don't know if you were described as the King of Passos, but you were as far as I was concerned, and it doesn't say on the sort of advertising fire on the Churchill Theatre website, that Passos is part
1: of it, please reassure me. Oh, Passos is a big part of it, yeah. Uh, yeah, we did. I'm surprised they did not put that on there actually. But yeah, yeah, Passos is my favourite dance. Um
2: oh, well, that would be my next question. What's your
1: favourite dance? There we go. Yeah. yeah, it always has been. And probably because, I guess, following on from what we've just been saying, I think with Paso, there was always such a clearly defined character and, and story in it. Whereas something like, um, I hated doing cha-cha-cha on, like on Strictly. I always found that that was one of the hard hardest ones to properly tell a story. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Paso, there's very sort of clear opportunity to, to tell stories within it and what the relationship is what the dynamic is between yeah. the, the partnership um so I always I always loved that because I always sort of felt it a little more than just doing a, sometimes doing a, a cha-cha-cha or something if you haven't got a clear story can feel a bit generic a bit sort of mm-hmm. here's some generic latin dancing um yeah
2: yeah it's interesting isn't it um where we find that does that, is that made
0: you happier? Oh, it's made me extraordinarily happy.
2: Because
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> one of the things in your past as well, when you joined Strictly, before you were dancing, of course, you are an assistant choreographer there. Yeah. So, you know, you must be throwing that into this show. And, uh, you know, I was looking at the, the trailer video and the costumes are oh. awesome. In fact, you've got a live band by the looks of it as well. Yeah. It's yeah. a proper experience.
1: Yeah, they're amazing. The, the band as well, like because I'm I'm so, because <laughs> um, I'm sort of co-producing on on this one as well. Because I've been a part of Burn the floor for for quite a long time, so I'm th- throwing a lot of ideas in. But I have this tendency. We were laughing about this yesterday. I have this tendency to sort of like it's all fine we're all you know i'll go home and i'll have a think about it the show and then like we'll get closer to the time and then i start to panic wait we need to do this and we need to do this what about this and and literally yesterday i sprung something on them i was like i think we need to add this one this number into the show it wasn't in the sort of set list <laughs> like this time <laughs> but by the end of the day we'd, we'd, we'd put it in but the band are so brilliant and the whole team are so brilliant that they've just gone yeah we can make that happen and the band are like yeah we can learn that and, and then I'm saying like on, on this bit I'd quite like to I'm going to do this and if I could get like a a drum to match it or something and and they're just so adaptable and just just they're so yeah yeah we can do something like this and right like, exactly perfect yeah and uh, yeah it's everyone in the team is 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 brilliant to work with and also with costume and stuff that they want to make everyone like they want a certain look for each number but they also want people to feel amazing when they're going out there so it's not a case of like this is a costume put it on and you go oh but i feel fat in this (laughs) you know but it's (laughs) we're gonna okay well let's why don't we do something like this and maybe you can wear that and uh, you know they want everyone to go out there feeling a million dollars
2: you know what and i think that's absolutely wonderful because sometimes within this kind of industry things can get lost and then so I'm very much all about uh, mental health and well-being because that's what I look at as mindset around everything. Um, you know, knowing who you are and making sure you're in the best mental health. And from the sounds of it, it ju- you know, and I was looking at the video as well because it brought back flashbacks for when I was in the ice show, and I could see such similarities. But having the mindset where everybody's on board, they're thinking positive, like nothing's impossible, it sounds like it, everybody's willing to try and support each other as well. Would you say that's yeah. very much so with the um,
1: Yeah, there's such a feeling of, of like, you know, ev- everyone is is allowed to sort of chip in with ideas or to, to say things, you know, about the dance and there's, there's a real um, what's the word I'm looking for, we're very sort of adamant about no no idea is a stupid idea or that you know there's not there's nothing stupid that you can say like everyone's opinion on everything is is valid so it becomes such a collaboration and you know everyone's sort of an equal part of it and every, and everyone's supporting each other like i mean you know i've i've been part of burn the floor since 2008 and i'm 39 years old uh, but yesterday yeah. there was <laughs>
2: it's like you're such a baby next to
1: me. <laughs> um but yesterday, you know, this this twenty twenty-one year old is going, you know, on that bit as you go past me, what if I did something like this to um to you, which gives you a reason to then go to da da da, da, da. And, and I was like, Yeah, that's a great idea, absolutely, yes, let's do that. Um, you know, it becomes such a collaboration. So it's so it's a real team, which I suppose when I was competing, that was never the feeling because when, I was com- when you're competing, you're, you're taking lessons as your dance partnership, and everybody else in the world of dance is the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like Absolutely.
2: I've got to be, yeah.
1: to be better than that person. I've got to defeat that person over there. Whereas we're all kind of um, selling each other mm-hmm. in in this show. We're, we all want to make each other look amazing and and, and, and yeah. tell stories together. So it's you do feel very very supported all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You know, because you mentioned in your documentary, one of the words you mentioned was um, mindset.
1: Mm. Now,
2: for you, um, how would you say that you've, you know, have you had challenges in terms of um, mindset or, you know, where you felt very stressed or anxious? How have you managed that as a dancer going professional and into this, you know, with Burn the Floor? What would you say?
1: Um, Honestly, like, I've... I've had a lot of struggles with, um, anxiety. Um, yeah, my, my mental health hasn't always been that great. Um, and I suppose some of that was to do with competition. Uh, I, I think, um, you know, I've done therapy and stuff and, and, and a lot of stuff that came out was that I think in the competition world, you're always trying to please, People all the time, and there there'll be an element of like my parents were champions, so I've got to sort of live up to my parents' reputation. Um, there's judges, you know, that are going to be judging the the competitions. I've I've got to impress them in whatever way, and also like when I'm going for lessons with with teachers, there's an element of that those teachers are the judges of the competitions, so there's an element of you're not just going there to learn you're also going there to impress them a bit because they might be judging you somewhere down the line at the next british championship or whatever so it's like living this life of trying to impress 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 um and then i suppose with burn the floor i found a bit of release from that it's like i don't need to impress anyone i'm just part of this collective and i'm just exploring what, what I'm doing and, and exploring myself and my own sort of feelings and emotions when, it, when, when I'm dancing and how, and how a lot of that played out is that it felt like, you know, when like kids go, they sort of leave home and go to university and they sort of find themselves a little bit. They against yeah. they, <laughs> a few things and find out who they are. I joined Burn the Floor and I became a goth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, long black hair and like black eye makeup and black fingernails and I would only listen to rock music and And I became really gothy and it, it was I a mean, sort of called my first year or two with Burn the Floor it was like my university years where I was like okay I don't have to be this perfect ballroom dancer person anymore I can be whatever I want I'm going to be this guy I'm going to be the, the rock star of the ballroom and I'm going to get all of this madness But um, but it felt like a bit of a release. And then I think, um, say when I went on Strictly Come Dancing and and I don't have a bad word to say about Strictly. I, I loved it. I loved the seven years that I, that I did on the show. And I, and I still love the show and I'm still sort of in touch with ev- everyone there. And I really enjoyed watching this series, actually.
0: Yes. Um,
1: but I think so. Th- so this is not about them. It's more about about me. I think personally, there's probably something inside that triggered off again and went, mm-hmm. God, I'm in a situation again where I've got to impress people, because suddenly, you know, I, I can't just be this goth boy on the BBC because it's not going to work. <laughs> um, I-, I need to need to be this side of me again, which is a more sort of um, you-, you know. I-, I auditioned for the show actually um, a couple of times for Strictly. I got rejected a couple of times. And the first time was because I was all gothy and long hair, and they had no need for a sort of scarecrow boy. <laughs> So um so I, when I was auditioning again, I cut my hair, um, mm-hmm. smartened up a bit, sort of like, you know, how 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 would Anton Dubeck dress on the show? Or how would my mum yes. like to see? So you ended know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: up on the show. Um, but then probably for me, I felt a pressure to be like to be something for for everyone again. So I had to be Nobody, you're not this guy. And then when when Bruce Forsyth called me Kevin from Grimsby on, on my first launch show. And that sort of stuck. And then everyone started calling me Kevin from Grimsby, which was sort of in one way was, was great and it was fun. And on another side, it was like, oh my God, I've got to live up to this now. I've got to be that, this sort of Kevin from Grimsby character that's that's been born here. And I've got to impress 10 million people that are watching, hopefully try and get them to vote for us. Yeah, I've got to impress the judges again. Um, you know, yeah. and imp- make sure that I'm doing a good job for the producers and directors of the show, and, and, I think probably in the long run, I started to feel that like, oh my god, I'm going mad again, trying okay. to impress everyone, I'm not living me again, I'm living like for, for everyone else again. No fault of the show, just just me and my anxiety, I think. But I think going back to burn the floor is like, um, it's like a safe place for me.
0: Mm. It's like
1: I know that every time I get like that and get anxiety about it, I can go to burn the floor and just go with, with my feelings yeah. and be free when I'm dancing. And um, and then just, it, it feels like a big release like, every time I do it. So yeah, I feel like they're sort of, they're as much a dance company as a therapist for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well it's amazing where you know you, we, we find our release and our therapy um and i completely resonate with everything that you're saying it's you know if, if i could still ice skate and go on and just release it all um yeah. it would be amazing because that was my one place it was my safe place it didn't matter what was happening in the world and i'm sure mm-hmm. you feel this that is your place where everything you can just disconnect and be who you want to be
1: yeah yeah but like when i when i was a kid and competing and it's probably the same for you it's it's this weird thing of you you go into a competition and your entire sort of self-esteem is built upon what other people are saying about you because if Mm. if you're fast in that competition then you're amazing and you feel great for the week but if you've had a bad result and basically the the judges have gone you're not good enough like it's I think I probably understand it more now, but at the at, at the time, it was it was too difficult for me to separate that dance result from me and my own sort of self-worth and self-esteem. So every, everything, everything depended, it, it sort of became this codependent relationship with with dance, <laughs> whereas like if I'd done a good job and everyone was clapping and saying you did well and gave you a trophy, then life was good. And if not, if it wasn't going your way, it's like, oh,
0: I don't yeah. know what to do. <laughs> One of of the things there is you're actually partially responsible for the confidence of other complete amateur dancers. So I just want to wrap up in this question because one of my family members would be interested in this one. What did you think of uh, Dan Walker and how is it helping people like him?
1: I thought he did a great job Dan Walker because I think when when we when the competition started in our first what the first couple of weeks I thought uh, he's probably going to struggle, you know, he's, he's probably going to be one of the ones that will go out early. But I think, I think as, as the competition went on and he kept getting through, um, he actually really started to improve. And like, by, by the end, he was dancing so much better and it, and it was great to see that improvement. And I think, um, I think you could see that he was really enjoying it. And he was posting about the fact that, you know, some people on social media were hurling abuse at him and stuff. But I, th- I think the, the more the more he carried on, the more he felt great about himself. But and, and he sort of knew that he wasn't the best dancer in the competition, but he was really improving. And and I, I thought it was great to see, actually. I, I, I really enjoyed what he did. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's that willing to push forward and just take the enjoyment rather than, you know, if you're not yeah. doing well, that's,
1: that's really Ryan was on the show and he, um, and he had a similar thing where, you know, it was like, oh, God, look, he's, he's not a great dancer. And, and Craig was sort of saying funny things at him. And then it got to a point where he'd gone quite far and, and people started chucking abuse at him and saying, you should resign from this competition. You should retire from the competition now. It's not fair that you keep getting through and someone who's better than you doesn't. And um at that point I remember him doing a video that he put on YouTube that he he said, I know that there's some of you saying that you that you think that because I'm not good enough, I should retire. But what sort of message does that send out to anyone? Mm-hmm. That if someone else tells me I'm not good enough, then I should retire. That's the right thing to do. That's your logic. Like, mm-hmm. he was saying, I know I'm not the best dancer in the competition. I know that better dancers than me have, have been eliminated but the best thing I can do is to keep going and keep working hard because that's the best message that I can show to my daughters. That like, if if I, if I quit at the, at the first point of people going, you should quit, you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. Then that, that's no message to show to my daughter. Surely the point is to fight through that and, 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 and keep, keep doing my best, keep working hard until I've got no choice, but to leave the competition, not to just quit.
0: But this That's is where this, this is where Strictly and Burn the Floor come back together, because what people forget about Strictly when they're talking about that kind of thing, mm. it's an entertainment show. Yeah. They're both entertainment shows. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And dance and dance is so um, it's so subjective. You know, people get whatever they get out of seeing a performance, and and it's, it's an age old discussion between like a perfect display of technique and pure. Oh entertainment, you know, and, and how they're balanced and, and what you prefer to see. It's like everyone likes to, to I mean, dance is art and every, music is art and everyone likes different music. Yeah. And, you know, your, your favorite, everyone has like a song or a few songs that like when they hear it, it just touches their soul yeah. and it yeah. doesn't matter necessarily whether that person is the greatest singer in the world or the greatest piano or guitar player in the world or or yeah, whatever. Mm. But my, my idol is Robbie Williams. Now, I've got a pretty good idea that he's probably not the best technical singer in the world, you know, compared to everyone in the world. But there's something about some of his songs and some of his performances that I see that really touch my soul, but someone else will watch him and has makes no difference to their life whatsoever, but they'll really love Adele or Justin Bieber or Michael yeah. Bublé or, you know, Frank Sinatra, whatever it is. And I think it's the same way with dance. You know, like dance is going to touch Keeping
2: people in different ways. ways.
1: And it's going to entertain people in different ways. And I think sometimes we get caught up on, oh, but they didn't straighten their leg. I can't yeah, believe that. The
2: technicalities of things.
1: <laughs> yeah. they didn't.
2: The thumbs, yes. Yeah. Was up.
1: there's no way they should be in the final because the thumb was up and it's like but you they just made, made most point <laughs> yeah so I, I for me I've always prioritized and I always said to my partners on, um, on Strictly to my celebrity partners I always said I will take any mistakes that you make technically there's no way that in a week I can teach you how to do a technically perfect quick step it's just, it's just impossible. Like there'll be things that are wrong with my technique. And I've been doing this for years. I can't teach you to be technically perfect in a week, but I will take any mistakes that you make as long as you enjoy yourself and you make the audience feel something. Yeah. Like whatever our story is, we have to get the audience, draw them into the story and the character and make them feel something. That's what I've, I've always said to them.
2: Amazing. Yeah. And uh, speaking about that, now you brought uh, the celebrities. Who would you say was your favourite dance partner? (laughs) It's a hard one.
0: (laughs) Uh, It's a very hard one, given his current partner. (laughs) it (laughs) diverges from that. We could be. You know,
2: just like all-rounder you know in terms of what they gave the connections um not not just i'm not talking technicalities of how yeah. just an all-rounder who would you say or is that tricky <laughs> <laughs> it's so
1: difficult because because they were all so different and all brought something very different to the table um, like I mean obviously Stacy and Stacy's only one with <laughs> her yeah the, the the brilliant thing about Stace um, was that she she went. We did the first couple of weeks, and I think we got like a four in the cha cha or something like that in week two, and it sort of wasn't really going the way she wanted it. And she just said to me, "Oh, it's a real shame because I'm really enjoying this. Like I'm really I'm really loving learning all this, and I don't want to go out too early. Um, I want to stay at least for a few more weeks, but I I, I can see that I'm not as good as I need to be." So she said, um, what do you think about upping the hours that we do? Because I, I think I need to put more practice in. And so the the normal is 10 till 6. That's the sort of standard that everyone rehearses every day. Um, and we start from, from week three, we started doing 8 in the morning till 10, 11 at night. And 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 she just went, she just, her improvement shot up. And, um, but she, she just enjoyed it it she just enjoyed the whole process she enjoyed the um playing the characters um all the time and, and that's part of the fun for me is is finding the way in with the character like that the, the passo, which ended up being her best dance um she was really struggling with all week like she really found it quite hard and she even said at that point she was like i think this is probably going to be my week where i go home um you know this this yeah. one's looks like it's getting the better of me. She's like, I love it, but I just can't, I can't see myself <laughs> like smashing this. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: until, until we said, um, have, have you seen Peaky Blinders? Yes. The series, there's a character of Aunt Paul on Peaky Blinders. I said, I want you to walk in, at the beginning, she had a fan with and, and I said, I want you to walk into the room with, with your fan and imagine that every single one in the room is part of the gang and we're all in a bar And you've told your aunt Paul, and you've told us all, definitely don't go out and pick a fight with that other gang. Like, stay here and don't get in trouble. And what's happened is we've gone out and had a big fight and we've all come back and we've all been drinking and we're not sure whether you know or not what we've done. (laughs) Obviously, you know, in your mind, you've heard what's happened and you walk into the room and it's like, everyone falls silent because we're not sure what we're going to do, and we're all a little bit scared of you. And that's how I want you to walk into this room. And then for the rest of the dance, I'm going to be sort of trying to be okay with you, not sure whether you know what I've done or not. And you're going to you're going to toy with me, but that you're not going to take any crap from me. (laughs) So, So that was the story. And as soon as we got there, then suddenly it started to fire. She really started to understand her role in the dance. And Kelly Bright was brilliant for that because uh, in 2015, because she was she's an actor. So we started every week um, rather than starting with the steps, we started with a full breakdown of the story and the characters for, for the dance. And what was brilliant was because she's such a great actor, she, she immediately started to move differently with, with suggestions of what our backstory was and what the relationship was and what was mm-hmm. going on in this story. So some of that informed the choreography. So it was sort of done the other way around. Um, oh God! I mean, they're all great. Susan yeah. Calman and the other one, She was amazing it's to work. It's probably
2: endless, with. isn't it? <laughs> um,
1: we're
0: coming to the official end of the interview. <laughs> if, if Kevin sticks around after the official end, I'll add anything in. So, have you got any? Uh, right. Firstly, thank you very much for your yes. time. It's been thank fantastic. you so much. The show is coming to Churchill Theatre in Bromley uh, at the beginning-ish of uh, February, mm-hmm. so see if we're the time immediately, which is So terrible. number six? Uh, yes, Sunday the 6th of February, sixth. there we go. There we go. Um, back to being professional again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right, do you have any final
2: questions? Please. I do. Um, right, we had James Jordan on um, Dancing on Ice. Would you ever think about doing right. Dancing on Ice or bringing Burn the Floor to da- uh, the Ice?
1: Um, I don't know if you've ever seen me on ice. I, um, <laughs> I um, went ice skating with Stacy just before Christmas and um, she was, she could do it. I am, I'm the guy that needs a penguin, um, but it is hanging onto the outside trying to, she was trying to teach me how to do it. I posted a little clip on my Instagram where like, she's trying to show me what to do. And I'm literally like, I'm, I'm sort of like a robot. We're picking oh. up that I just I can't seem to I can't seem to make it work. I don't know why, so I very much doubt that will ever happen. me doing dancing on ice. It's
2: interesting, isn't it? So if you could dance, can you ice skate you've got the skills and the posture and you've got the rhythm.
1: Yeah, and performance-wise, I suppose, but just just that that little detail of being able to stand up on ice.
2: (laughs) 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 Just that little detail, fantastic.
0: I've got a a, a bonus question, and Mm. from here on in, you can stop us whenever you want to. Um, uh, I've got that bonus question, I've probably forgotten it.
2: It was a real bonus,
0: wasn't
2: it? No, it it was a real bonus. Oh dear. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you is, um, in terms, you know, we were talking about your sister earlier on, Joanne, and the competitive. Have you and your sister ever been competitive with each other?
1: Um, I think there's a sli- there is a slight competitiveness between us. <laughs> um, she, like when, when she won Strictly in 2016, because we were both in the final that okay. year and um and and obviously it was it was like my fourth final at the time it was becoming a case of like when am i gonna go that one step further and actually uh, and actually win is it ever gonna happen and um and then joe won it on (laughs) the end in 2016 um she's never let me live that down um we're we're, we're actually we're really um we're really supportive of each other me and joe really sort of got each other's backs but there's yeah, there's there's always a little element of of competition of like who who did what first. Yeah. Um, so when she obviously won first, but I was like, yeah, but I've made more finals, and then she won a Christmas <laughs> special, so I had to go and win a Christmas special. So it's like <laughs> to run up each other all the time, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> have you remembered? I have.
2: Quick game. Um, it is
0: this 2019 Burn the Floor documentary. Firstly, there's a dancer in there that looks remarkably like Johannes, but I could be utterly wrong. And the second thing is, of course, you're talking about a whole crew of fellow professional dancers there. Are there some of them that people can look out for in the future and maybe appearing on Strictly or on just other TV and stuff in the future because you think they're that good? Well, I'm going to take the view of this all of them before you upset your family. <laughs> <laughs> One second. I've got
1: this written down in my book. One sec. Hang so, I was making a list of this, right? Burn the Floor has been creating dancers that have gone on to sort of, te- you know, Strictly Come Dancing or Dancing with the Stars across the world um, on the different shows like in America and Australia and so on, for, for years. And so far on Strictly Come Dancing, please say I've got it in this book. Yeah. So far from season one to now, um, the Burn the Floor dancers that have been on Strictly have got. John Burns, Nicole Cutler, Matthew Cutler, Brian Fortuna, Christina rianoff Natalie Lowe, Artem Chigvincev, Robin Windsor, Pasha Kovalev, Karen Hauer, Aliash Gurionets, Jeanette Manrara, Anya Garnis, me, my sister, Trent Widden, Tristan McManus, Gorka Marquez, and Diane Buswell. And then three years ago, the 2019 tour had um Nancy Shu, Johannes Radney, and Graziano De Prima, on, on the show. So it's a real breeding ground for sort of...
0: And mm. I'm, going
1: through, I'm going through counting the... Because um, I think I might mention it in the show. Um, I'm going through counting the glitter balls that have been won across the world by Burn the Floor dancers. Okay. And we haven't finished the list, the list yet. I need to look at all the other countries. But I've, I've so far just looked at the UK strictly and then Dancing with the Stars in... USA, Australia, I think Ireland and Belgium. And so far I'm at 36 glitter balls.
2: Wow.
1: dancers. So yeah, for, I, th- I think like this is sort of a new generation of dancers coming through now with mm-hmm. Burn the Floor. And absolutely, I think like potentially there could be some dancers in there that you'll see on Strictly Come Dancing or Dancing with the Stars in a different country or whatever in, yeah. in the future, it does, it does tend to happen.
2: I've got one more question in terms of that, because well, yeah, obviously you've got these dancers going on to other things, which is absolutely incredible. Um, what Does Burn the Floor Academy have any sort of opportunities to open up to younger people coming out of dance schools or giving them an opportunity to, do, to work with you or you go into schools? I mean, what's that kind of looking like?
1: So at the moment, in terms of the, the actual dance companies, they've got quite a few shows um so they do like tours in theaters like uh, the sort of the big tour that we're doing here um and also they they have companies go out onto ships as well so mm-hmm. they take quite a lot of young dancers um in and and, and put them in the companies on, on the ships and keep working with them and then um you know if if, if any of them start to get like particularly good they'll say okay we're, we're going to put you into the the company mm-hmm. um for, for on this tour or that tour. i think they're going I can't remember where they're going. They were going to go to Japan, but I think that's been moved now because of COVID stuff. But yeah, yeah. There, there's always tours like a Japan tour, a South Africa tour, an American tour, all, all, all of those things. So, so the opportunities there. And what they've just created as well is um, um, they've created this, during lockdown, they created Burn Nation, which is sort of an online learning platform where some of the Burn the Floor mm-hmm. do online classes. Um, and what what we're hoping to do in the future is do not not just the online classes but actually take sort of workshops and stuff around around the country um where we can where we can go in and teach some of the sort of burn the floor Amazing. principles of, of of how we work and how we partner and, and um yeah the the general sort of way way that we dance and what we've talked about recently is also just not just aiming at borob and latin dancers like look looking at dancers who are who are skilled in, you know, maybe the ballet world or mm. um, commercial, you know, hip hop dancing and, and and stuff like that. And seeing how we can transfer those skills across to, to Boreham and Latin. Mm-hmm. so that's that's for the future stuff that's in in the pipeline Hang yeah on.
2: amazing sounds fantastic
0: right, well that, that's definitely a, a wrap on all of that uh, yeah. we, we will speak very briefly after this but again mm-hmm. oh, definitely a final final Yeah. Uh, thank yep. you uh, definitely thank uh, you tremendous. so much yeah we'll be at the show by the way i'm uh, buying Tickets, imminently, including one for disease birthday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, none of that free press stuff for us. Um, not easily. <laughs> so, well, looking forward to seeing you there, Kevin. And if you can stick around for a couple of seconds afterwards, but um, yeah, uh, enjoy Burn the Floor in Bromley. Yeah,
2: all the best. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much for having
2: me.